What up, guys? I'm here with another episode of Sawyer Saloon with my boy, Cody Cross. Hello. Hello. Uh, we were just discussing mortgage rates and interest rates, um, statistic rates. Uh, no, we fucking weren't. We're not losers. Um, <laughs> dude, I want to get into what I went and did this weekend. This past weekend, I went and performed at an anime convention. There was over 550 people in the room. Everyone was dressed in character. So I was literally telling my jokes to Chef from South Park. <laughs> so I would like say a joke and he'd go, oh, no, children. <laughs> you don't know. Who that is. I don't. And what landed you there? I, uh, I had this guy, Roderick McDaniel and Cody Myers. They came out for a comedy show here in Lake Charles and I was talking to him and he saw that I had Cowboy Bebop, the movie, which is like super famous anime. And he was like, man, you in anime? And I was like, yeah. So we talked about it for like 20 minutes. And he was like, dude, you would love this show that I'm putting on at this anime convention. So we got weekend passes. My weekend pass, uh, I got like a little lanyard. And uh, the tag thing was a petite anime girl with the biggest tits you've ever seen. That was uh, that was what the little lanyard looked like. So something for the old spank bank, you know. How does someone respond to that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I I don't have any thoughts on that. How did how did the the show go? Fantastic. So not only was there like over five hundred people there, but they told us that they were live streaming it on Twitch to over forty thousand people. Mm. Yeah, so definitely the biggest audience I've done. Uh, I did 10 minutes. We were all nervous, like me and all the comics. We got into the green room, and the green room is it's just one of the hotel rooms, but they had food and you know alcohol and like all kind of stuff for you. It was all free. And so we're like eating, getting ready for the show, and we're all like, we all like separate into our own like little spots and we all start writing down our material. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like what we're going to do, we're like, oh, fuck, what's our set going to be? It's so funny. One of the guys, uh, his name's Egan. He's from New Orleans, actually, but he lives out in Austin now. He was like, hmm, what am I going to do? <sighs> Probably the same jokes I always do. <laughs> like it's like, it's so funny because comics are always like, okay, I need to come up with my set. And it's like, what's my set going to be? Like we haven't done the same set a thousand times and know what jokes we're going to be doing. So com comic humor. Uh, so I think it's cool that y'all just were all in that room brainstorming together. Mm -hmm. That had to be kind of cool. It is. It is cool. It's cool when you run jokes by people who are like actual other comics and you're like, hey, like here's a new bit I'm doing. And then you do the bit for them and then you get like real feedback from it. Not just like, oh, dude, yeah, that's that's funny, man. Mm. Yeah, that's funny. And it's like, no, 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 no. Is it? Is it funny? Like, what about this tag? I want to add this tag into it. Is that tag funny? Mm -hmm. Like, this is how I structure my joke. Yeah, that it's, was, it's not it's not an audience. It's other entertainers. Correct. Yeah, it's people who actually understand and get the the art that we're about to put on for. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not just saying like, "Oh, that's funny" to make validate a joke. They're like, "Yeah, this is kind of funny." But if that was you, I'd probably change it to this or yeah. So, like, I wanted to open up and do my joke about my bald spot, but that in, that introduced me. Like, I had to show my bald spot. And, I mean, there was cameras and stuff, and they had two big panels on either side of us. Mm -hmm. So, we had, like, a big stage with a catwalk. And, but I was like, you know, it's not, 
like if if there was a camera on us in the room that like showed up on those panels, then I would have done it because then you could have mm. seen it. But also with that, it's you have to like wait for the last to come because the room is so big and like the way sound travels, it affects it. So I, I did 10 minutes, but I probably only did about seven or eight minutes of material because I would tell a joke and then it's like the, the audience, it was almost like a wave, like the laughter would start at the front and then slowly like go to the back. And then I would like, you have to wait for that in the back to die down. Otherwise you're going to lose the people throughout the rest of the audience. So that was pretty cool. Uh, to see where where was this it was at ikikon which is in it was at the round rock the kalahari resort in round rock mm, so you were in the um central texas neck of the woods mm-hmm. yeah i went there and i did two comedy shows this club called east austin comedy club uh run by this guy raza uh super cool club it's 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 just a trap house like it's, it's all these nice places around it. And then just like this tiny house, that's maybe the size of this office. Mm-hmm. And they took, there's a bathroom and there's like the kitchen and that's where like the bar is. And then the rest, it's like a, it's three different rooms that like the walls are down on. So you're standing, it's almost like a, uh, like, you know, the road sign where it's like this, it, there's going to be like a, not a. It's like an intersection, but it's like the T intersection. Mm-hmm. So you're standing at like the middle of the T and then there's 20 people on this side, 20 people on this side and 20 people in front of you, but they can't see each other because the way the walls are and the lights are so bright. I could literally only see like the, the three people on the side of me. I couldn't see anybody in front of me. And it was very, it's the most intimate room I've ever done mm. for sure. And, uh, but it was cool because it was like the perfect hang spot. It reminded me of like a frat house back in college because it was like, is that, and then the backyard, you know, not well kept up. The fence is coming down. There's dead trees in there and there's two picnic tables and a fire pit. And we were all standing around the fire pit watching the UFC fights on someone's computer. And there's like 30 other guys who are just, just like me, like same, about the same age, like doing comedy who actually understand like jokes and stuff. And that's like, that's probably the thing that I hate the most about Lake Charles is that we don't really have a good hang scene, which is like the most important thing. Cause that's where all the connections and everything get built. Cause people want to be around other people, not only that they find are funny, but that they enjoy hanging out with. Why do you think that is? Because I mean, dude, it's just like, it's late night stuff. Like if you go out on a night, like you want to be with the boys and like hang out and I don't, we're just night creatures. That's all we are. We're just we're just creatures of the night, just trying to like. They're like, "Hey, dude, let's go to Denny's." And we took a pick with like twelve of us at this Denny's, and everyone's just like busting balls, telling jokes. Like, it's just and it, it's so funny because like sometimes you'll say something, and then one guy'll be like, "That should be a joke," mm. and it's like, "Okay, well, let me go back and let me think about that. How could I turn that into a joke?" So it's just like it's almost like we're workshopping on each other the whole time, just by like bust. I mean, maybe something as simple as like one of the guys was texting this girl that he met at the show and then, and he was like, what should I say to her? And everyone's like throwing out jokes and stuff. One of the dudes like, just give me your phone. I'm going to fart on it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like the best energy that you could, that as a comedian that you could be around. It's the energy, man. It's like, um, I go to a lot of, uh, like masterminds Mm -hmm. with other like real estate people and business people. And some of the conversation is, is geared around, the uh, what everybody is doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it, whether it be commercial real estate, single family, 
uh, Bitcoin, like whatever mm-hmm. people are building and doing. <clears throat> and it's not the content that's entertaining. It's just the, the energy, mm-hmm. like everyone is there with the same intention. So if you're around a bunch of comedians that have the same intention of like, let's just get together and help each other and hang out. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just kind of hanging out. And that, that energy allows a creative space to emerge, right? So like you get to have these conversations that you may not even know it at the time are helping you, but it's like genuine camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And, but there's a, a similar interest that brings you all together. So it's not always this, the strategic, what is the content of this, of these conversations? It's just the, what is the intention of why we're all here? Right. And you're in that same space. Mm-hmm. And you're in that space. Yeah. Because it's people, like I said, who understand. So like, you'll just be talking, just be bullshitting. And then they'll be like, oh, by the way, that new joke you did tonight. I like that new tag you did. Or maybe you should try doing this instead of that. And it's just like those little things that are just like iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's the difference between going to work out by yourself and going to work out with someone else. Right. And they're like, nah, bro, you could, you could do a little bit more weight. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. The iron sharpens iron thing is real, man. It, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it naturally sharpens it. That, that's another thing I've learned about being in these different groups and meeting with different people and even me and you, like you're on a whole different path than from what I'm on, but we're both doing something that requires effort mm-hmm. and we're not going to just be, um, I forget who said this in a speech. It might've been Denzel Washington, but he was like, good minds talk about, um, like current events. And I forget what he said, but like great minds talk about opportunity, but they don't, Good minds to talk about like current events and other people. Like it's like gossip or something. But like great minds, they want to talk about like what are they working on? Like what are you working on? Like what are we, where are you going? Like as you're talking about this, I'm already envisioning how can we create a space like that here? Mm -hmm. How can any place create a space? And the attempts that have been made here are like real estate mass, like real estate meetups. People meet up. The discussion is primarily about real estate, but the intention why everybody is there is that everybody wants, um, they want connection. They want to discuss their ideas about like what they're doing and why they're doing it. So if you had to create a place like that here, what do you think are the immediate limitations and setbacks that come up into your mind? Like, why wouldn't that work? Not enough comics. Mm. We've got like, you know, three or four guys that take it serious. And even them, like those guys are not traveling and going and doing the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like if you go like the, all the people I was hanging out with Austin, there'd be like, you know, 12, 15 of them. And they're all doing that. They'll go to Houston for the weekend or they'll go, they're doing like, you know, two to three shows a night. They're producing their own shows. Like they get it. Like they're on like the same, this same level and have the same goals Mm -hmm. as I do, as opposed to just like, Hey, like I enjoy doing comedy. I do want to get better at it, but this is not my main focus. Mm -hmm. And even if, I mean, just taking it serious enough to where they are taking that action. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. 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 And it's like the actual, the action breeds confidence. Uh, well, action breeds results, results breed confidence. So like once you have people doing things like the action creates, um, it's like you have an idea and then if you don't do it, you don't know. But if you have an idea, then you do it, then you know, then the next time you do it, you can make a new iteration. Mm-hmm. So like the first time you, you got on stage, like you remember, like whenever, and this is just an example from a long time ago, whenever you were first wanting to get started Mm -hmm. and we set that up like at OB's like that same week, it was like Mm -hmm. idea. Great. Let's go like test it. And I think with comedy, 
you can do that so quickly. Like you can test what you think is funny quickly. You can test your ideas and you can get feedback Mm -hmm. really quickly. So it's like the next version of you can be iterated. Um, I want to share this with you and get your opinion on what you think about, about this. So when we moved from here to Austin for that year and a half period, that was 48 weeks plus another, I don't know. So call it a year and a half, 18 months, uh, however many weeks that is, but it was a lot of weeks. Mm-hmm. Every week I felt like I was shedding off um, like an old version of myself or an old thing that I had. And I was getting to these new iterations of, of, of becoming something really quickly. Mm-hmm. And in that small amount of time, so much changed. Mm-hmm. Like, and you, so you're like transforming. So have you found that to be the same thing when you're pursuing comedy? Like, do you, do you think, cause whenever I hear you talking about this group of a dozen other comedians that are night crawlers that are doing what they're passionate about, there's a whole new frequency that you've all reached. And now you can have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you find that happening? Do you see other comedians that simply aren't putting in the work and the effort that aren't getting to these new places of like individuality of realizing an idea or like, what do you notice is a parallel to what I'm trying to say and doing a very poor job of doing it? Uh, yeah, no, I see, I see the parallel there. And like every, every time I go and do a weekend or hang out with these guys, I can feel like a little bit of that shedding. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think my problem is, it's not consistent enough for me uh, simply because I just can't get out there as much as I would like to mm-hmm. because I'm running the shows here. Um, so it's like almost like you have to give, give up something to go to the next, the next version. Potentially, potentially, yeah. maybe not, but yeah. like potentially, but I think doing something like this like helps cause they're doing what I've known. I've been listening to this podcast called slam time live. Um, and it's uh, two comics uh, Nat Rogachevsky and Spencer Cabins. And I've had both of them out here, but they were the two guys who hooked me up with uh, the shows that I went and did at East Austin. And they, it's just like, like that's, that's their mindset. They're constantly putting out content. They do a podcast every week. Um, and so like, like, I mean, just this week alone, I've done three podcasts since I've been back. This is mm-hmm. the third one. So it's like, it, it reinvigorates me to see. Yeah, dude. And like, so I've, I've found that like, like yesterday, the past couple of days, I've been going to the gym, just listening to their podcast. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're so quick. Everything that they right. say, they're so sharp. Someone says something and it's like, and then they've got, Oh, well that's kind of like if you did this and then it's like, a yeah. whole, like it's another joke. Yeah. 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 And so it's like their of, processing ability is like mm-hmm. so much faster because they're like already have been through this and they're like, like here's the result. Mm-hmm. And then like the, they're feeding on each other. So it's the next time you do it, it's an even faster process. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's hard to do those kinds of like interactions and talks with people because I've tried to do that in just like normal conversation mm-hmm. and I can feel the person get annoyed because they're like, they'll tell a story, but I'm interrupting like every you know few seconds because I'm thinking of a funny joke mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, yeah, it's funny. But at some point they're like, Hey, I just want to tell my joke or I just want to tell my story. And like, but to me, I'm like, no, I want to be, I'm just trying to crank out jokes here. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Most and I find that I find that actually hinders a lot of my interactions with people mm-hmm. because I it's not that I don't give a fuck about what they're talking about, but like I want to make the jokes because I know that like that's what I can add mm-hmm. mainly to the conversation is being funny. But it's like a balance of doing that without interrupting them constantly and disrupting the whole flow. So it's like uh it's almost like I'm heckling them. 
is what it feels like after a certain point. But but with them, that's like that's the point of their conversation mm-hmm. is to make the jokes. So they'll say that they'll bring up a topic, and then you know, come gets brought up. You know, every every five <laughs> minutes. Uh, <laughs> like like I, I was listening to him, and they were like, he was like, dude, I've been rewatching the Sherlock Holmes thing, and they're like, oh, you know, sometimes I feel like Sherlock Holmes, and he's like, what if Sherlock Holmes was in like a gay club? And he's like, hmm, yes, I guess. <laughs> I can you got your pants down. Your dick is in my mouth. Hmm. I'm assuming that you're gay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just like turns into this, like this thing we went to. A, um, I've heard Sherlock Holmes like three or four times the past couple of days for different reasons. Really? Yeah. And I, and we went to a restaurant in, I think it was London, but it was, it was Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. So Sherlock Holmes has been like in my radar a lot lately. And I have no idea why. Hmm. Maybe we can deduce the facts. <laughs> <laughs> dude I, I like where this is going and i, I also want to share a concept with you that uh-huh. i've been playing with um where so to input on what you're saying about interrupting people's conversations yeah the uh the new skill of having those types of conversations with people that maybe aren't on the same level that you're at or whatever whatever that however you define that is to give compassion to the other person, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, as we're growing and as we're changing, another opportunity that pops up while we're outgrowing certain elements of who we used to be or elements of other people, it's just to give compassion, like to those people that maybe the reason they're talking to you is to learn something or, so it's better for us to just be quiet and listen to people, but it's hard to do that whenever you're in like hyper growth. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do that. Like it's hard to like actually that's, I struggle with that right now a lot. Like a lot of these conversations I have, um, I feel like I've just already kind of been there, done that, like in my mind, you know, and it's, it's not as, um, it's not as intriguing. It's not as like interesting. It's Mm -hmm. not as like me talking to you is, is incredibly interesting. So like we can both have a conversation about things and have a general understanding of what you're, what is going on Mm -hmm. outside of the content. So that brings me to this concept that I want your opinion on. You have different levels of like consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And which I have no idea how to fully interpret this or have any means of which I'm qualified to talk about this, but there's information and then there's like transformation. So information would be like you're learning about something and you can, and I can like repeat the facts to you. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, what's it like to be a stand up comedian? I can ask Chad GPT and, and respond to you with information. Right. So that's like knowledge. So the original idea of like, um, ideas and beliefs is that knowledge is power, right? But it's implementation of knowledge is really the true power. Cause then you start to transform. Mm-hmm. So like, you're going to, you're going to have an idea of what you think comedy is like, or what you think your joke is going to sound like. That's the information. So you're going to, you're going to act based off of your information. But whenever you act, you start to transform. Mm -hmm. So your paradigm shifts. So your perspective changes. So, but so whenever you're talking to people that are still at that information baseline, like, Oh, what's it like to be a traveling stand-up comedian? Mm -hmm. Right. They can respond with like factual information, but you understand what it's like. Right. So it's a whole different level of understanding. So where do you find that happening in your subjective journey of becoming a stand-up comedian? Like where do you feel like the information that you've 
taken in is now transforming your current perception as to be like from where you started to where you are now. Uh, I think a cool uh, example of it, <clears throat> like me, me trying to tell somebody about it and they don't understand mm-hmm. uh, is if I <laughs> match with someone on like Tinder or something and they're like, and I'm like, Hey, you know, what do you do? And they're like, Oh, whatever. And I'm like, Hey, well, then, well what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm a, a stand-up comedian and a DJ. <laughs> And it's like, okay, how do I make this seem like I'm not a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> and, and so I'm like, no, no, it's cool. You know, I travel, I do this. And they're just like, oh, cool. And like, you're like, how are you going to provide for me? You know, especially in like Lake Charles. It's like, you know, if you're a girl, you're a nurse. If you're a guy, you're in the plants. And that's, so it's like, if you're not doing one of those two things, what are you, a fucking loser, you know? So. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's just a Lake Charles thing. I think that's just a, it's hard to level with people that that aren't doing the same thing that that you're doing yeah and that's why it's important for you to get around those other comedians that are doing it because mm-hmm. there's going to be so many unspoken understandings that you get to have a conversation about mm-hmm. and that's what's really really fun yeah so it, one of the things and you told me it the other day because you told me somebody because i've had people i've been doing this for four years and then i've had people like oh yeah yeah you're funny man you're funny you're funny and then i remember you tell me about someone i forgot that who it was but I remember them telling me before that like I was funny. And then you told me that they were like, no, Jacob's actually funny. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's because I hadn't gotten to that level yet to where like it is actually funny. Mm-hmm. And so now that I've I barely, I barely like scratched the surface. That's also a cool thing about going and seeing all of these guys is like, they're just up there doing material about something they thought about this week and crushing with it. And I'm like, how do I, I've never been able to do that, but they're just doing it seamlessly. So seeing that repeatedly helps me think, it just gets my mind jogging. And like, but I can see how it works for them. And so I'm like, okay, how can I do that for me? What stories could I tell that I could relay that would be, you know, good material? Because a lot of these guys, I've seen them do four or five sets and I've seen them do maybe one bit Mm -hmm. every set. And then everything else is brand new. Mm. And and they're so willing to be so fucking wrong, Mm -hmm. right? They're so willing to be wrong. And and that's that's where the... Like, uh, I'm not going to explain this, but like the way my, my mind categorizes it is like information or transformation. Like which one are you pursuing? Are you trying to be right mm-hmm. or are you trying to grow? Mm-hmm. And I think with the, if you're certain with your set that it's going to get laughs, you're going to keep doing it and you might get stuck in that. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to be wrong, then you're going to go test new material. Right. Right. So if you're willing to be incorrect, you can test things. And with, that's what I like about comedy is like if you have a new joke, and it's not funny. Like, it's not that it's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's that you have to figure out how to make it funny. Right. Right. It's not that it's, you're not funny. It's not that, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Jacob's pretty funny. It's like, you're missing the whole comedy is not just about being funny. It's about getting people to laugh. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and only comedians will understand that. I mean, I kind of understand that from like a sociology perspective, but not from a, an actual comedian's world. But that's the difference is that, yeah, Jacob's funny. It's like, Okay. Or Jacob's not funny. It's like, yeah, but you're not really seeing what's happening. Right. Like you're not seeing the boldness and the, and the confidence of going out and testing something that most people will not understand mm-hmm. just to get to your next version of you. And that has so many like highs and lows, dude. What do you think about like that journey is like as a comedian? I mean, we, we've talked about this briefly, probably, probably extensively at, at some per- periods of time. So 
how do you deal with the ever-changing ebbs and flows of being a stand-up comedian? Because uh, you're going to ride this high out because you were with all those guys in Round Rock recently, right? right. You get, there's a high on that. It makes you want to create and produce. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like your energy, I'm feeding off of it right now, and we're at this, in this place. But then there's like a low that comes with it too, Yeah. right? So how do you think we can deal with that as we're progressing in our careers, what, whatever the career is? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with living the actual lifestyle of the stand-up comedian? Uh, making sure that uh so i've taken jerry seinfeld has a thing where he t- two things one one is making sure i receive because it's basically a dopamine hit is what it is for me so like i got a dope anytime i do a good set or anytime i like hang out with them and like it was a good night like that's 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 what you feed off and that's mm. what very important about the hang is like it's like a it's like it's it's a good place to get that that dopamine hit from because mm-hmm. you're hanging out with with similar people and it's very hard for me to find similar people mm-hmm. like like I have I have plenty of friends here uh, but it's like the people who truly understand like what I'm going for mm-hmm. like I got a lot of people who support me but they don't really they like they don't get it because they're not performing and doing it as well mm-hmm. so it's nice to be around that so getting those like regular hits of like of just like reminders, like, you know, maybe twice a month or something like that to help keep me, like if I feel down low, which I was feeling before I went to this, mm-hmm. to this weekend. And then, so then that helped bring me back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so doing things like that, just to help remind myself uh, mm-hmm. of like the different levels and like what I can go to next. Um, it's the reminder. Yeah. You know, and then also Jerry Seinfeld has a thing where he says, I was talking to my buddy Cody Myers about this. Um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld has this thing where he's like, you know, if you're a comic, you should write at least one thing a day. It could be one little joke. It could be you're working on something big. It doesn't matter as long as you write one thing. Mm-hmm. So I take that as, okay, um, what is one thing that I can do a day to make sure that I'm progressing towards my goals? And also, I, I like towards the beginning of this year, I was like, I don't really even understand what my goals are. Yeah. And so I was and in like change. this weird period. Yeah. And sometimes it's day by day too. Mm-hmm. So I felt like content where I was. Mm, dangerous. And, which is very dangerous. So going in over there and like bombing and like not doing well and like, but then also doing Good. well and seeing what these other people are doing. Yep. It's inspiring. Put me back in the arena. Exactly. Yeah. Put me back in the arena. Cause over here, if I'm doing, cause I, this was the first weekend that I'd left Lake Charles since October to go yeah. do a show. It, it was a minute. I mean, you had yeah. like a, like a long period where you weren't, you weren't on the road a whole lot. Yeah. And that's because I was doing shows here, but those helped me build up good connections. And mm-hmm. that's why I got all three of these shows this past weekend. Totally. And, so, and then you, you have the connection. This is what's cool too, is like your, those relationships evolve. Mm-hmm. They grow. Like whenever you show up and you're willing to just be fucking so wrong mm-hmm. or incredibly right and not judge either one of them as bad or good mm-hmm. right that's just reps it's just repetition and it's information and data for you to move on to your next version of yourself and it's so funny dude because like this isn't something that's like talked about a lot like most people's goal is to become content right and i think as a human being we should be content we should be at peace we should be experiencing joy and enthusiasm mm-hmm. as as a being like we should be totally fine with whatever comes our way you know but in at the same time you can't you can't stay there mm-hmm. you can't stay in in that mental place you can stay there as as a being like it's a great place to be content for your soul like your soul should be content and rested mm-hmm. right but the human doer the human part of us is to like, I got to grow. Mm-hmm. I got to change. Especially when you're people like me and you that like, 
um, I was explaining this to like, I think to a therapist one day and to Shannon, like I always felt so comfortable selling shirts at events. I always feel so comfortable meeting people about a real estate deal or, or talking about their business because it, it puts me in a very uncomfortable and uncertain place. Mm-hmm. And that's like such a comfortable place for me to be. But I don't think most people understand that because they get to that place of contentment and they stay there mm-hmm. and then they don't have any more iterations. Right. So you only now know what you think, you know, and you're going to believe those stories over and over and over again, as opposed to testing out new content, mm-hmm. testing out new jokes. Yeah. So I, I went up there with this guy, Tyler Arsenault, uh, from Lafayette, without a doubt, the funniest comedian in Louisiana, super funny guy, um, and but one of the things that like we the music that we listened to on the way up there we listened to a lot of raps there's a lot of stuff I already listened to, and he was like yeah man I love listening to this kind of music because all they do is talk about being the best, mm. and I was like dude I lost that mm. like I'm a big little Dicky fan because in a lot of his stuff he's like I'm gonna be the best mm-hmm. he has a song called the second coming and he's like I'm the second coming of Kanye West I'm just white and that's like there's a reason why like I I liked the music so much. And so like I got content and then I forgot that. Cause that was my, like, I remember posting about that and I was like, ah, this seems like, I don't know. It just seems like pretentious and stuff. But then mm-hmm. now I'm like, you have to have that because that that's what drives you. Do I want to be the best in the world? No, I don't think I'll ever get there just because there's people like Dave Chappelle and like people who are just yeah, insane. I disagree smart. with that. I think that's a limited belief. I think you should just remove that completely. Well, I think that I should just be the best comic that I can be. Right. I think that I need to find out, I need, I need to push my limitations. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to like, I don't need to compare myself to other people, which is what I was kind of doing. Right. Like I need to focus on how do I get myself better? Yeah, that's it. And that's, 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 that's what I need to focus on mm-hmm. is to be, I need to become the best comic that I can be mm-hmm. and see where that. Cause there it's, it's a lie. There is no best comic. Mm-hmm. There is no, I mean, there is, but it, um, like even Dave Chappelle, like he's one of those people that, He'll, it seems like I've watched a lot of his stuff. It seems like he's testing stuff on the fly all the time, all the time, all the time, because mm-hmm. he gets, he gets it, man. Mm-hmm. He get he gets that this is nothing but a process. Mm-hmm. Like the body is nothing but a process. Like living a life is nothing but a process. There is no fucking end goal. I mean, mm-hmm. there is, but even then it's going to, it's going to crumble. Like even everything requires consistent maintenance. It requires everything is borrowed, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's the comedian lifestyle or being married or like being a business person and being successful or being not whatever, it all requires maintenance. It all requires consistent action taken over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of strange because there really is no like time. I'm not going to go down that road, but like it just seems to be that way. Mm-hmm. Like if you get stuck in this pool of contentment, it's, um, it's just never enough. It's never enough. It's just never enough, man. And and I think that can bring you joy and excitement knowing that. Like, yeah, yeah, all that. But it's never enough. Yeah, and that, stay hungry. Stay hungry, dude. And I'm losing that too. I've lost that for periods of time as well, different seasons. Mm-hmm. And they're not my favorite seasons. Dude, my favorite seasons are whenever I was like just hitting it mm-hmm. with no outcome in mind. And then all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm like, damn, dude, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. But you can't stay there because, mm. because that yeah. old, that version of you is no, no longer you. Mm-hmm. You're no longer that version. You are something else and you don't know what it is. Yeah. So you have to go find it. What am I now? 
What are you now? I don't know. <laughs> I always compare it to the scene in Paul Blart Mall Cop when he's got like the hot sauce and he like he flicks the hot sauce and it lands in the bad guy's eye <laughs> and everyone's like everyone's like yes yes like he's gonna stop him and he just goes and they're like go get him go go take him down and he's like I got him <laughs> and then and then he just like wipes it out and he's like what okay and then just like points the gun back at him so it's like that missed opportunity uh, like you had it like it was right him. there you could have had it. I mean, that was for comedic effect, but you know, still. Yeah, but that's that's still a great <laughs> analogy. Um, the the shit that I'm on now, and you know this, and I'm not going to go into this meth. because it's just it's a little too spacey. He's on meth. Not that <laughs> there is no meth. Uh, it's like the paradoxical nature of things. Mm-hmm. It's like letting go of striving, and you're you're good. Like just arrive. Like just step into who you're supposed to be, because you, because you can logically sell anything. I mean, like sales is about logic. You know what I'm saying? It's about like overcoming objections and setbacks and making it make sense for you. Let mm-hmm. me make this make sense for you. You're gonna buy this thing and you're gonna make four hundred dollar a month payments on it, and you can afford that because you have this job. And it's like, oh yeah, that all makes sense. Ninety percent of the shit that happens after you reach base level financial competence or base level success, none of it makes sense. It all starts to come from all these different places. Like you just did a show in an anime convention, in an anime convention, right? With mm-hmm. all these people. That didn't make sense. The hell makes sense about that? You know? Nothing. So it's like you have to be totally okay with taking a cartwheel into the inconceivable. Like yeah. you just stay in that place. And and that's when God, source, whatever, blesses you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want something else to go find? Go go do this and mm-hmm. watch how confused you are after that. And then it's like become completely okay with being uncertain. Yeah. That's so scary for most people though, bro. It's so scary. And not that most people are that we're better or people are worse or anything like that. It's just, there's this self-actualization that Maslow that talked about and that Thoreau talked about and Emerson, all these people. And it's such a small amount of people, dude. It's mm-hmm. like one out of 10 ever has the opportunity to be confused and to be okay with being confused. Yeah. You got to be okay with being confused. Uh, just like my audiences sometime I did, <laughs> I did that show at East Austin and I, and I told one of my jokes and like, it kind of got silent and one lady goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you going to do about it? You know, dude, that's I, like the entertainer is just so f- leagues ahead of a heckler. Yeah. So far ahead. Yeah. A heckler is just reacting mm-hmm. to something you said. That's it. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's not right. No, nope. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope. Nope. That's that's not good. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I played off of uh I did so I was I was telling you that uh East Austin place, super cool place. And I was like, uh so I did two things whenever I first got up there. The comic before me, someone had said, like, yeah, we're Irish twins. And he was like, What like y'all were drunk? What? <laughs> like but <laughs> And I was like, so I got up there and I was like, where are the Irish twins at? And they were sitting right there. And I was like, oh, I was like, hey, I was like, I'm an Irish twin too. Me and my brother are 11 months apart. Yeah. There was five of us. We're Catholic. Yeah. And that got like really good response. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is a super cool place to do stand up in. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that we're all here together. Yep. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. If I woke up here by myself, I'm in a Saw movie, okay? Things are not going to end up well for me, okay? And that got another, like, good response. Yeah. So it's like, just, like, being able to play off 
the crowd and do that kind of shit. I don't, I think crowd work has gotten a bad rep for good reason because it's like become the more popular thing to do now because you can post those clips. You're not burning your jokes. And a lot of people, that's all you see from some comics is just their crowd work. Mm -hmm. And some people are great at it, but some people are like, Ooh, so I need crowd work clips and they try and force it without ever being good at it. So it just becomes like cringy interactions that derail the show. Mm hmm. Because they're trying to get a good clip of them getting something. And they don't know when to let go of it. Yeah. Like, there was a time, and tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not critiquing you. I'm giving an observation of, like, in the beginning, your storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, you got it. But it was hard for the crowd to get it. Right. Right? But then, like, eventually you learn you learned so quickly, like, how to make shorter snippets that make more sense and that can get the laugh, mm-hmm. that can maintain attention. So it's like people that do that crowd work stuff they don't know how to, they don't know when to stop. Like right. they don't know when it's not, it's not funny anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's just, you're not, you're missing. Like yeah. you're totally missing the whole thing. So are you saying that that's like a pretty common comp out or that people are trying to do? They're trying to like focus on crowd work because it gets a lot of views on TikTok or something and they're just overdoing it and it's not really working. That, and so I've seen it before where it's like, it's almost like a personal thing. Like the person wants to be in control like that's why they like doing stand-up because you are you're in control of the crowd Mm -hmm. and so they'll get up there and they'll do a show and someone will say something they'll be like all right fuck you and it's like you don't have to be that aggressive Mm -hmm. like you're just being aggressive it's almost it almost feels like it comes off it doesn't matter like what you're thinking the way that it comes off is that you feel like threatened or you're like hey i'm above you and you're Mm -hmm. like shut up and it's like you do that enough and you do that multiple times, especially the same person, especially if they're drunk. And then you're just going to have a bad interaction with that person. Right. And then you get off stage and you're like, I don't understand why I had a bad interaction. You wouldn't stop fucking talking to them. Mm-hmm. The same you, thing happens with you didn't, you didn't let it slip. Like you didn't yeah. know how to handle it and then right. move past it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the handling is the whole show because it's fun and it's interactive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it ain't going anywhere. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to change their mind. You're not going to make it funny. They're just going to be known as as the asshole. You've done that really well. You've mm-hmm. done that a few times. I've watched you do that. It's really cool. Like you you handle that type of stuff quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you don't do it for too long. You don't get you don't get like that. Maybe you have, but like I haven't seen you do that. Um, where you that's not a problem that you have. Mm-hmm. I, I've done I've done it before, but it, it, before, it, it sure. doesn't happen very often. It's not a consistent thing yeah. for you because like, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't want to be in. The you just want to get away from that. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah. okay, how can I make a quick laugh? I've gotten really good at that because of doing trivia at OBs for four years. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm really good. Like, if someone gets upset about something or they say something, I'll just throw out like a nice sly comment after that, and then and just, just like kind of diffuse it. And because most of the time, if the if they're if the crowd member is being an asshole, mm-hmm. the whole crowd is thinking it. Yeah, I did. I did a show back in December, and I did my president's joke, which is like the first time I'd done it in months, maybe a year. And I I was like, yeah, you, there were people who'd been talking the whole show, and I was like, yeah, you know, I love being, you know, I love going to school. But the one thing that I wish I could choose is the people who I went to school with. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't pick any of these fucking people who won't stop talking. And that got like the biggest audience. Like they were like, yeah, like they, they all got into it uh-huh. because most people are there for the show. Right. And so and they these wanted, dudes are ruining it. They're ruining it. And it, it affects everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's, but now you just won over the other part of the crowd. That's not the people who matter. Yeah. Yeah. The people who are there. And they're probably going to tell them to shut up. Exactly. And you're not going to have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's another big thing too. Like most of the time the crowd as a whole is on your side. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like even if something bad happens. So my buddy Cody, we did that anime convention and he was telling a joke and someone like talked over his punchline and kind of messed him up. And so he like addressed it and was like, Hey, like you need to be quiet. And he was like, look guys, I was going to do this joke, this punchline, but she kind of ruined it. And they were like, do it anyways. And he was like, how about this? <laughs> if I tell my punchline and it gets a bigger reaction than what her, you know, her heckling did, she has to leave the room. Oh my and God. Dude, he tells the joke, crushes the joke. They all boo her out of the room. That's awesome. <laughs> she, she walks out flipping him off. That's awesome. Yeah, Cause I, like he yeah. turned it into an antic. He did. Yeah. It's like a little magic or something. Mm-hmm. That's like, I'm going to handle this and I'm going to make something out of it. There was, yeah. um, whenever I first started selling t-shirts and doing that, I remember like there was a comment that I got probably, this is probably three months into selling shirts. Mm-hmm. And this dude commented, he was like, this is nothing but a Walmart t-shirt with a sticker on it. Mm-hmm. And I commented, I wanted to be like upset, but I learned from one of those books I was reading to like handle it, not yeah. to feed into it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, haha, yeah, you're right. That's where I get all my shirts from. And then he commented like something back and I was like, yeah, so which one do you want? And I ended up, I turned it into this thing. Right. Yeah. And I've done that many times, like whenever I was selling stuff all the time and you have to have some level of awareness to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't, you cannot maintain a good act, a good business, a good, anything that you're doing with that, the same level of consciousness as like your crowd or mm-hmm. your audience. Like you start to become a producer, not a consumer. Right. Mm-hmm. And whenever that transition happens, it's like, um, I don't know. Like you, 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 the better you get at that, the funnier you get. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not going to only just ruin somebody's night. You're going to make it funny. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something, one of the, one of the biggest things I've learned in standup, I'd, um, I sent a video to a guy that I'd booked and, uh, and it's cool cause it was my set from the game day ready shirt. And he was like, dude, you need to stop asking so many questions. Cause I would always start off it with asking a question. And when you do that, you're openly inviting the crowd to, to come in and talk. So that's another big thing too. It's like, I don't understand why everybody was talking during my set mm. it's because you kept asking questions mm. and the que- you didn't have anything to follow up with the question. Yeah. You like, crossed that border. You can't just follow up with your bit. You have to be asking the question. You want to get like, like maybe you'll get like some, some cool things. It does provide good crowd interaction, but you have to have an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, what do you think about this color? Cool. Red's my favorite color because it's like, no, no, no. You have to, you have to ask them that and be like, no, you guys are wrong. Or like, you have to have some, there has to be like a, an angle. Or yeah, a like you went why there. You ask it. Yeah. You went there. So now you have to go there. Right. And you have to like finish it. That's why like, uh, like my, a lot joke, I tell that, uh, and that's one of my favorite parts. Like I ask the question and I can feel the hesitation in the room whenever I ask it because they think they know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, how many times do you have to get shot? And they're like a lot. And I'm like, no, no, no. Till it becomes a lot. And they're like, Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and it yeah, just like, yeah. it totally shifts it. Right. And so that's, that's a cool thing, uh, to see when you, cause like you can ask a question and it, and you can use it for good comedic purpose, but you can't just be asking questions all the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just going to chit chat because then they're going to like, oh, yeah, that was funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's actually this. And they'll talk to whoever is next. Yeah, right, and start right, talking. right, right. Like you lost the control. Yeah, you lost the control. Yeah. Yeah. Or the perceived control. But it's. um. So. What is the final topic you want to discuss? I don't know. I feel like I had some some things I wrote down 
uh, about things that I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> I doubt you want to talk about the new Suicide Squad versus the Justice League video game. Probably not. Um, <laughs> um, talked about my direction for comedy. Uh, top three bangers of 2016. Okay. Mm. I'm going to have to go I Spy by Kyle and Lil Yachty. It's a great one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Black Beatles by yeah. Ray Shrummerd and Gucci Mane. And then number one, Broccoli mm. by, uh, uh, what's their names? Lil Yachty mm. and uh, Dram. Uh, I love playing that song. Anytime I, I'm DJing and I play that song, the whole audience just like gets into it. They love it. Mm. Great song. But my favorite part about that song is that it has one of the most fucked up lines that I've ever heard in a song and people sing it and they don't realize it till I point it out to them. Cause he says at one point, uh, it like basically like if you fuck with my gang, I'm going to turn this shit into Columbine and nobody. Yeah. So everyone's like, Oh, he does say that. I'm like, yeah, that's a fucked up line. <clears throat> this has been Sawyer Saloon. <laughs> I've been here with my buddy Cody Cross, <sighs> making him feel uncomfortable. The saloon of Sawyer's. Now he's touching me inappropriately on camera. You couldn't see where my hand was. Guys, thanks for stopping in. We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>